<laughs> Hallelujah. But tonight I want to share. Some of you are going to receive scrolls from heaven tonight. Your destiny. Some of you are not aware and some of you are not sure what your destiny is. You're kind of in limbo. You're kind of sort of playing church, but you're not sure what God wants you to do. And I, I, and I believe this is a significant message tonight. Now, I, you know, I, I did a lot of evangelism. I had such a heart for souls, and I was prophetic. I had an encounter with Jesus. I won't go into the details, but a lot of you know about the story it's in the supernatural man how i had this visitation with jesus and my whole life was transformed turned upside down i prayed in tongues for years but i wasn't 100 percent sure specifically what god wanted me to do i went out and did a lot of mission work with todd weatherly uh he's the chap that i planted the church with i helped i was involved planting the church with called field of dreams in adelaide who's heard of that church um, it's an amazing church, and uh, very supernatural. And uh, the teaching is very advanced, but it's not too advanced where it goes over your head. It just it, 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 the, the church has a mandate to equip you to fulfill your destiny, not for you to sit there and just pay your tithes. Right? This is what we're all about, okay? And I was in this place where I was doing a lot of evangelism with Todd, and I've seen thousands of decisions for Christ. And I was a prophetic evangelist. And there's a difference between, and I'll probably share it tomorrow with Adrian, uh, some teaching on the difference between being prophetic, the spirit of prophecy descending, and being operating in the office of a prophet, which is an ascension gift. You're operating at a high level. There's two different types of the prophetic. You can be... All of you are prophetic. You can, spirit of prophecy comes down, you can prophesy. But then there's the office. But I didn't realize I was called in the office. And I was in Papua New Guinea. Uh, I was in Papua New Guinea one time and I was ministering, but I had this angel encounter. And I won't go into detail, but I received an impartation and a scroll of what the Lord wanted me to do. It was clarity of my destiny. My destiny, because I didn't really like to say, and God rebuked me of it. I didn't want to say, oh, I'm not a prophet, you know, I'm, you know. I don't mean, look, I guess God honoured my humility, but it might have been a false humility, I don't know. But I just didn't want to say I was a prophet. But God rebuked me and said, you are a prophet, you need to start to speak it out. I mean, I'm not saying, saying prophet Adam on my Facebook. I'm not talking about that. But, it's, but God, my destiny was called to be a prophet. And through this encounter in Papua New Guinea with an angel singing over me and I received this vision, which is a vision is a scroll from heaven. And my mandate was to equip the body of Christ to have a prophetic voice and in the office protect the, the bride. That's what the office role is. Okay? Now, things were happening in my life where I started getting these visions and I started getting things for the nations. I, I, I was in Papua New Guinea uh, a few times and I, I released a prophetic word to the whole nation of Papua New Guinea. The whole nation stopped and listened to it. Um, and I'm just saying this because I, I started to take up my mandate through a vision I had, through an encounter, through a scroll that was downloaded to me and I took it and I ate it. God wants us to take our scrolls because you were formed... In your mother's womb, but God had a 
God had a scroll. He had a blueprint before you were formed in your mother's womb. Did you know that? All of you. The Lord said that to Jeremiah. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So we have this scroll that God's had before you existed. And God wants you to have that. Now, for me, the life of the prophet can be challenging. can be a bit scary, but it's great. I love walking the plank. It's great. <laughs> but uh, back in 2017... And some of you may know about this. The Elijah List released it. I'm a good friend with the founder, Stephen Schultz, and he releases it. I don't go on the Elijah List every time. And the prophetic is interesting. I love the prophetic encouraging words you get every day. All right, we've got to be careful it doesn't turn into a horoscope. But sometimes we get encouraging words. There's prophetic encouraging words. They're great. But I couldn't, you know, I, I, for me, if I get a download and encounter, I'll release it. So I'll probably release about two or three major words of the Elijah list every year, uh, but it's got to be something very significant. But what happened with me back in 2017, I had a, an encounter, a vision of the, of the nation of Australia burning. 2017, this is documented on my Facebook, and it's, it's, uh, there's a couple of posts back in 2017. I saw the nation, in this encounter, I saw the nation of Australia burning. And I thought... Maybe it's the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And the Lord said, no. The nation of Australia is going to be literally on fire. And the word from Ezekiel 20, uh, verse 46 to 47, talks about how the, the, the land of the south is going to be burning and nothing's going to get in the way and you can't stop it. Now, it sounds a bit morbid, but... But God was showing me, he said, the whole nation's on fire. But listen to this. He said, when you see the nation of Australia burning, the whole nation burning, this is a sign, a prophetic sign of the spirit of Elijah that's coming. Wow. Mm. And I thought, wow. Because I saw lightning as well. I had this encounter and I saw, and the Lord said to me, he said, the spirit of Elijah's coming. Prepare yourself. Now, through these fires, I notice it kind of like, and Hosea says the hearts, of the hardened hearts have been ploughed and it's time to seek the Lord. The, heart, the hearts of the hardened, sorry, the hardened hearts of the ground has been ploughed and it's time to seek the Lord. And I can see there's a bit of, there's, there's, kind, of, there's kind of a lot of humility going on. And I saw this encounter and it's interesting a friend of mine called Paul Todhill, I don't know if you know of him, he's a great apostle uh, in Australia. He said to me, Adam, it's interesting, have you heard Perry Stone's word for next year? This is back in 2019, last year. He said, the Perry Stone word for 2020 is the spirit of Elijah's coming. Now, what's the spirit of Elijah? Okay, um, there's many levels of that. But the spirit of Elijah is a restorer. It shuts down the spirit of Jezebel. It prepares the way. And it also brings the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the father. And it removes the curse off the land. And it prepares the way for Christ's coming. John the Baptist was the second type of Elijah in the Old Testament. But there's this, this, this new covenant spirit of Elijah is not going to be one man. That's why some of these great 
the generals fell over that hurdle and they believed that they were the Elijah. It's not going to happen that way. It's one corporate body rising up. It's the church rising up in spirit and power and preparing the way for the second coming of Christ. Am I making sense? Okay. So there's, there's the spirit of Elijah is going to come upon the body of Christ and it's going to move in such extreme power, but they're not going to be like, you're all not going to be like peas in a, you know, in a, in a bowl. Okay. You're all not going to look exactly the same. It's not like Clone Wars. You know what I mean? Okay. You're all going to have different mandates with that. Some of you probably be businessmen and women. There's going to be, uh, some of you might be a great, great um, athletes, like God's going to bring an anointing upon you where you can uh, stand in the arena, but you're actually moving in that authority and speaking to people's lives and hearts that no one can get to. Some of you could be lawyers. Some of you can be evangelists. But a lot of us are going to be moving in such authority where you're going to be find yourself standing before rulers, kings, monarchs. Jesus said, when you're there, don't be afraid what to say because the Spirit of Father will be speaking through you. This is a time coming. It's like when you see the Old Testament prophets like Daniel and Joseph, they're prototypes of what the body of Christ is going to move in. Standing before rulers, the Spirit of wisdom coming upon Upon you, like in, in Daniel chapter 1, the spirit of wisdom came upon Daniel and his friends and, and this ruthless king interviewed him and he found them the most wisest men in the nation. And there's people going to be standing before rulers and they're going to go, oh, this, what is it with you? Now let me say this. There's some great evangelists and revivalists, but they're also prophetic in the past. They, they, they had a prophetic gift on them. Reinhard Bonnke was prophetic. All right, but, but what amazing standing ovation he would have had when he crossed over. Can you imagine that? I mean, this guy, I mean, you know, the, the media goes on about the Holocaust and that was terrible and that should be noted. All right, but they go on about how the... Germans killed six million Jews, but they don't. The world secular meeting won't go on about how another German led 70 million people to Christ. You know what I mean? Man, I mean, imagine crossing over when you led 70 million people to Christ, you cross over into the kingdom. What a, what a standing ovation that would be! Whew. Anyway. But I want to just encourage you that, see, Reinhard Bonnke, he had struggled being a missionary, ministering in Africa, preaching to five people. But he had a great vision, and this is prophetic. He had a scroll, gave a scroll that was given to him, a vision of the whole nation of Africa washed in the blood of Jesus. Who's people, who was aware of that vision that Reinhard Bonnke had? He had this vision. It was a scroll given to him. But when he took it, he actually he, he ate the scroll. I believe he did. And eating it is a, another way of saying meditating on it, getting it in your spirit. He was so excited about this, and the rest is history. Evan Roberts and his friend. Who heard of the, the Welsh Revival? 
powerful. Evan Roberts and his friend had a vision of a hand coming down from the moon, touching the nation of Wales, and there was a massive revival that broke out. Huge. It was one of the biggest revivals, Reformation in history. I know it fell apart because Evan Roberts was... You know, he, you know, he was, it, it was a weight that came upon him and, and we learned from history. But let me say this, it was prophetic. He had a vision with his friend. He had the same vision that his friend had. It was a scroll given to him. They agreed in prayer. They ate it. They meditated on it and it was released. Am I making sense? All right. Now, some of us here are not sure what God's, has called us to do or be. And I want to encourage you tonight's the night. I want to pray for, for some of you tonight. Adrian and I are going to pray, lay hands, and you're going to receive an impartation. When you get a scroll and a vision from God about your mandate, God wants you to meditate on it. Now listen to this. My prayer life is not just task praying. I'm, I'm into task praying. I've actually got a huge list of people I pray for. I usually pray for others. I don't have my own agenda on the list because it's usually a Ferrari on there somewhere. Or, you know what I mean? But I, I, I pray for others. But, but my devotions is not task praying. You know what my devotions is? Is meditation. Is coming to that place of worship. I love what Joshua was saying tonight about worship and what you were saying about worship coming in. And when you're worshipping him and you're fixing your mind, your eyes on the author and the finish of our faith and you're setting your mind on things that are above, Colossians 3, and that was Hebrews, fix your mind on things that are above where Christ is seated and fix your eyes on the author and the finish of our faith. You start to line up with the gate and you start to come into that place as you start to meditate also on the word of God, use your creative imagination, the promises of what God has for you, you start to bring that scroll into life. Does that make sense? So who's heard of that word metamorphosis? Okay. If you Google it, uh, you see a butterfly and a, and a caterpillar. All right. And metamorphosis is a Greek word for transformation. And a caterpillar, and I've been, I, uh, Todd Weatherly and I talk about this a lot because Todd Weatherly and I talk a lot about meditation. It's very important to really wrap your imagination around the promises of God. And metamorphosis is a, is a word called, meaning transformation. And a caterpillar, as you see a picture of a caterpillar, or you see some videos on YouTube about, a cat about caterpillars, all they do is eat. That's all they do. And eventually they transform into a beautiful butterfly. Okay? Now, in a dream and a vision, in the Divinity Code, a butterfly can mean the glory of God. It could also mean Israel. Okay? Uh, because Jacob, when the Lord spoke to Jacob, said, Jacob, oh, you worm. This means the man of the flesh. But then his name was transformed and it's changed to Israel. Am I making sense? So metamorphosis is a, is a word, Greek word for transformation. 
okay? And what we need to do when we get our scroll and a vision of what God's called us to do as a mandate, we need to meditate on it, and it's called incubation. Have you heard of incubation? That obviously means when a chicken protects the eggs, sits on the eggs, she protects them, keeps them warm. And sometimes when we get a vision from the Lord, we need to keep it in our heart and not throw pearls to pigs. Okay, we need to keep it in our spirit, meditate on it, keep it warm, because in time it's going to hatch. Am I making sense tonight? In time it will hatch. So in other words, if you, when you get this vision and download that God's called you, and some of you already know what God's called you to do. Some of, some of you here have already received a download from God. But some of you are going to receive it after tonight. I really believe it. And when, when, when you receive this download, God wants you to meditate on it. He wants you to, to regurgitate it, get it in your spirit. And in time, you're going to see it manifest. Am I making sense? But um, before I close, I want to say this. Is that, um, I, I have this prophetic gift and I had this impartation, and Adrian and I had an impartation from the, one of the last remaining elders of the Latter Rain Revival. He passed away. The last, the last remaining elder of the Latter Rain Revival. We received an impartation from this guy. His name's Jim Watt. If you Google the Latter Rain Revival on Wikipedia, you'll see the elder, Jim Watt, James Watt. But also, recently... About 18 months ago, Adrian and I were on tour and we're having dinner in Orlando. We're on tour, about to do a conference. We're in Orlando in a hotel. And all of a sudden, my Facebook, a Facebook phone number starts ringing. Bzz, bzz, bzz. I'm thinking, there's a name here called Paul Kane. Who's heard of Paul Kane? He was one of, I know he, he had a fall, he, he had some issues and he was restored and uh, his, his, his ministry was restored. But he had some issues, but he was a great prophet. We honour what God did with him. Like very accurate, powerful prophet. I mean, I'll tell more about this, but we're sitting here having dinner and there's this buzzing on my mobile phone, Paul Kane, and we thought, oh, what's this? Adrian's looking at me, going, oh, it's a hoax, yeah, it's a hoax. <laughs> Keeps ringing again. And I'm thinking, why am I getting this phone call, Paul Kane? This, you know, this, this has got to be a hoax. So I answer it, and it's this senior gentleman, this really sort of senior voice, oh, hello. I said, hello, and it's this Paul Kane here. So I I'm thinking, like, I'm trying to take this in. It's surreal. And I said, okay, the Paul Kane, yeah. I said, look, we're eating right now. <laughs> I need to talk to you later in the hotel room. Can, we, can I talk to you later? And yeah, very well, yeah. So we finish. We go back to the hotel. I'm, and I call him on his real cell number, and it was Paul Kane. Well, I was talking to a good hour and a half and he was just spilling his guts about stuff and and I said I was on the phone and he I said why this is the thing I said so what's why did you call me 
And this is the truth. I'm just saying the truth. He goes, the Lord spoke to me about you. I've been watching you. And he told me to trust you. Okay. And he was telling me a lot of stuff. I prayed for him. He prayed for me. Long story short, he, I said, look, you know, he said, we'd love to connect. And I said, yeah, I'd love to see you. I'm with Adrian. Uh, can we, when I finish the tour after five weeks, uh, I want to, um, we want to come and see you. And he said, oh, I'll probably be gone by then. I'll be dead. Really? He said, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be around. So I said, look, can you just hold that, hold it for a minute. I'll get back to you. I'll call you back. And we try to, we try to sort of work out how to, in between conferences, get to Paul Kane in America. We just try to work everything out, but it couldn't, we couldn't make it possible. We even thought about maybe hiring a Learjet. We thought, no, that's $4,000 an hour. That'll send us broke. <laughs> but, we, but we couldn't do it. We just couldn't work out in between conferences to get to Paul Kane. I rang him and said, look, I'm sorry, mate. I can't, we, I don't think we can make it. And he said, oh, very well. Um, call me when you're in Los Angeles to see what happens. So five weeks go by. Adrian, unfortunately, uh, he couldn't be there, but he went to, which is probably better, to see a daughter in Canada. And we, we went separate ways. My wife flew out. Adrian's wife went, was flown out as well. We fly our wives out, cost nothing with all the mile points. But Paula was with us, and we went to Los Angeles, and I called... Paul Kane after five weeks. <laughs> I said, you still alive? <laughs> he said, yeah. And what happened... <laughs> what happened is that um, we're, we do ministry in Los Angeles in, uh, and we do come across... When we do conferences in Los Angeles, we do surprisingly interpret dreams and someone says, do you realise... The host, the host says, do you realise you interpret a dream? He was, he's actually starring in this movie. Do you know this guy? Oh, okay. So we actually do minister to some Hollywood people. And there's some Christian people in Hollywood. Amen? Amen. So but one guy, who had a, he was a limousine driver, and he said, hey, anything you time you need a limo, let me know, you know? So he gives me a card. See, he, he was in Santa Marie, and we were in Los Angeles. This is this guy, sorry. Paul Kane was in Santa Maria. I was in Los Angeles, and it's going to be a four-hour drive to go to see Paul Kane from Los Angeles. Paul Kane wanted to see me; he was excited. And I thought, even looking at an Uber driver, it was going to cost about probably seven hundred bucks to go to Santa Maria. Anyway, it turned out I rang this limo driver, and he did it for me. Wow. He took me to Santa Maria, stood out the front like a you know like a gentleman. We were sitting in Paul Kane's house for three hours, just hearing amazing stories. And he was, he was called the kid when it came with Old Roberts, A.A. Allen, William Branham. He was the kid. He was the young prophet that hung out with William Branham. And he was telling stories. And my wife loves William Branham. Somehow she's obsessed with reading about him. And my wife's asking questions like, yeah, yeah, then what happened? Then what happened, you know, about William Branham? She, she, he was saying how... He used to travel with William Branham and he said, I've never seen anything like it with William Branham. There were 60 people lined up and he would know everything about them and their conditions. And some of them were in wheelchairs. You knew that they needed healing. But people would just get out of wheelchairs, walking around, completely healed. People were getting healed like dominoes, like this. 
And, uh, and he said, I've never seen anything like it in my life. He said, but what happens is they wouldn't let William Branham leave. They'd literally force him to stay. But what he would say is, look, I need to go to the next conference. This young man, Paul Kane, is as accurate as me. And he moves in that same authority. He's going to continue on. So Paul Kane would stay behind and carry the meetings on why William Branham will go to the next meeting. So what happened was, too, he was telling a story where he always was driving William Branham around, too, a lot of the time. And there was one time when William Branham was driving Paul Kane, and Paul Kane was reading an article, and there was an article saying that he said to William Branham, listen to this, in South Africa, they're baptising people in your name, in William Branham's name. And William Branham said, well, if that's going to continue, God's going to take me home. And it did happen. What happened was he prayed for Paula and I. There was a massive impartation. Felt the power of God hit us. The next day, as we left, we sort of like prairie dogs. You know? <laughs> On the way home, we're full buzzing. The power of God's all over us. We're going all the way back to Los Angeles. And then we get a phone call the next day from his assistants and he said, Paul Kane just went into hospital. Okay. He was in hospital for about three or four weeks, but then he passed away. So there's something significant here. Now, before, I, uh, before we open the altar, can I, I'm going to pray. I want to play live. I'm going to pr play the prayer that was praying over us from Paul Kane. Do you want to hear it? Okay. So I'm just, I've decided to do this tonight. Uh, I was going to play it tomorrow night, but I just felt it was significant for me to play it tonight. So if you just bear with me for a minute, I'm going to play this. I want you to listen to this. This is real. Paul Kane praying for my wife and I. And this is, I really believe that this is, we were the last people he prayed an impartation for. And this is not just for Adam, right? This is not just for my wife. The impartation from Jim Watts, not just for Adrian, it's for everybody. Because these great generals carry something, but it says in John 12, if a seed, a kernel of wheat falls to the ground, it remains. But if it dies, many seeds come from that. So this is for the spirit of Elijah because there have been significant deaths lately or I should say generals that have passed over, like um, Billy Graham, Bob Jones, it was the anniversary yesterday for six years ago. Uh, you know, Kim Clement. There's a lot of seeds that have fallen to the ground and died. Reinhard Bonnke. But this is something that's significant. Now, I'm going to play this. I want to play this, and I want you to be... Uh, open-minded when you listen to this and this is real are you ready okay well father god almighty god in the name of your only begotten son the lord jesus christ i bring this couple before you and i ask you just as sincere as i know how to be that you would impart to them everything that you've given me everything that has uh, functioned through me that is from your Holy Spirit, I pray you'll impart to them. 
and let, let Luke uh, 4.18 apply to them and to their children and to their ministry from this day forward and give them safety in their travels and an anointing and their meetings and their ministry and private ministry like it's been to me today. And Lord, may people say, we have never heard it on this fashion before. We've never seen anything like this. Surely God is with this couple. And Lord, bless uh, their country. I pray that the Aussies are Australian people will have a visitation from you and will know the Lord. We'll know the Lord like Hosea says. Let us follow on and go on to know the Lord. And I pray, Lord, that the end time ministry will just be capsuled in these uh, these bodies, Lord, and in those that they pray for, Lord, and show up and uh, let them see you in a real supernatural way and bless the prophetic uh, utterances and may they come to pass an unbelievable um, uh, a short period of time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.